Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For multiple bonus shows per week and access to our full podcast archive featuring in-depth interviews, movie commentaries, and live shows, please check out the Steel Wars Patreon podcast feed. The content club level is just $3 a month and is chock full of Star Wars fun and really helps the ongoing production of the show. All the bonus shows download into your podcast app like any other show. Give a month a try at patreon.com forward slash Wars. Link is in this episode's show notes. And if you do, hit us up for a question for the weekly Patreon Q&A. And now, on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it. This live episode of Steel Wars features occasional coarse language. If you're around sensitive ears, move along. This is not the Steel Wars episode you are looking for. There are, however, tons and tons of family-friendly episodes in our archives. It is also available in full video at youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars, which really enhances the live show experience. The link is in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, from Motorola Brewing in downtown Chicago, it's Steel Wars Live. It's time to Please welcome to the stage your host for the night, Steel Saunders. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders. And I do love Star Wars. And we are live adjacent to Star Wars Celebration. This is unofficial. It's the best kind of official. <laughs> so we are, are we so uncool that we're cool? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how I all right, well, I take all my life advice for a man whose jacket's more pin than denim, so... Um, you said pin this time, you're learning. Oh, uh, what do I normally say, button? Badge. Badge. I don't know, they all hurt. <laughs> There's this thing going on, I, and I have to say, Rashad, everyone welcome Rashad to the show, everyone. The producer, Rashad. I... I don't know, what, where's our relationship going, Rashad? I, I, I feel like you're R2-D2 and I'm C-3PO, but like I've taken too much steroids or something. I've got roid rage. What? I don't know. I, it's complicated. Don't say what. It's, it's been a long... I'm, I'm just glad I remember your name, dude. It's, it's, it's just been a long week. Well, I'm just glad you didn't call me a Raj. 
<laughs> but Araj is the guy that started the whole pin thing because I moved countries and when you move countries, you have to move all the things you own as well. And then after you've gone to so many conventions and you realize that you've got like a Topps trading card in the bottom of a shoebox that you've had since like 1996 times a thousand, I was like, no more pins. I'm going, and so I said it to Araj once and it's become like this emotional thing for him. And now he's told everyone else in our little squad and I keep finding pins over everything I fucking own, okay? <laughs> and I, I just got so sick of explaining to people like this week, cause I was like, well, cause people that don't, like they give me a pin and I can't, I just feel too mean explaining the thing why I don't have any pins, so I've just accepted them. And then last night I got home at an ungodly hour and put my hand in my pocket to empty everything and I got stabbed by three pins. <laughs> okay, this like, is a, where's your little feet thing that you had? I thought that was a little too pretentious. Wow, that's something coming from you. But, um... <laughs> no, but he, he, we put him on his little throne and he has a, has a great time. But I have to say that you put a little marker down and... Oh, don't, oh. Th this is the most professional I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> but is everyone having a great Star Wars celebration? I can't believe how much fun I'm having and how cool everyone is. I just, like, it's so fun to meet everyone that's, like, fans of Star Wars. Has anyone seen the guy cosplaying as George Lucas? Yes. But you're not sure he's cosplaying as George Lucas? <laughs> like, you're sort of like, hey, is, is this your normal... Do you normally wear these giant white shoes or is this just a special thing? Love that dude. Love that dude. And what about the trailer? Is everyone happy with the trailer? Emperor, Emperor's back. Everyone's back. I'm not. I like. I love the trailer, but I that bit. I'm. I'm. I'm coming to terms with. I, I was like, I, I have to give credit to uh, Christian Harloff from Collider. He was going on about the Emperor um, in the trailer um, months ago. And um, I was talking to him today and he sort of explained it all to me. And he goes, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting on board. I'm getting on board. And then he goes, yeah, so she might be cloned from the Emperor. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You have lost me. You have lost me. We are going to uh, talk about the trailer. We are going to, if people want to um, join in, uh, Rashad will... You'll have to pry the microphone out of Rashad's hand, but you will not get that him out of that seat. If you come up here, there's also a special marker for you. Is there real? Oh, my... That's what I like to call a twofer. Dude, that marker's right in front of my shot. I oh, see so you made it so it blocks me. It's not blocking you. We're fine. Everything's fine. Dude. They're going to stand in front of me. Okay. Don't worry. Just, it's not called person that just came up and grabbed the mic wars. It'll be fine. Okay. We're all fine here. All right. Thank, Thank you. you to the person that got that. Also, make sure you come around this side of the room and watch your step. This side being where I am. Hi. This is my hand. When Rashad comes to my house, he gives me instructions like that. <laughs> if you're going to go to the bathroom, go this way. and You're very helpful. I'm trying. Okay. Cool. Okay.
All right. Cool. Hey. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Yep. Is that all good? Mm-hmm. Okay. You good? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we done? No. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is going on too long. I'm breaking. I'm done. Something you should say to your badge dealer. Um, pin. Pin dealer. Pin. Button. Button. All right. I just realized I've lost my phone. It's right in front of your laptop. Oh, good. (laughs) See how helpful he is? That is amazing. That is amazing. I, um, I've seen, um, it's been so cool to meet people that I know of Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so fun. And it's like, oh, you're, you're Darth Vagabond. Finally, we get to meet. And like, that stuff's really cool. But I had this really weird thing today where I saw someone I knew from Twitter, a, a, very, a very grumpy Star Wars YouTuber that um, I'd muted. And, and as I was walking past them in the hallway, they were sort of looking at me and I muted them in real life. <laughs> I just kept going. It's fucking amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I had so much fun. All right. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's one thing. There's like a bunch of Australians here. Has everyone met the Australians? All right, I just want to get one thing out of the way with like the things they're saying about our country. I know um, like Turbo, who's who's a great listener of the podcast, he's trying to convince everyone in uh, America that a very common Australian saying is, I'm not here to fuck spiders. Wait. That's, can you, it's not an Australian saying? Oh, so you've been convinced. Yeah. He's a very sincere person. Oh, I should also point out that that racism about the shrimps on the barbie, uh-huh. I've never seen a shrimp on the barbie. Okay. It just doesn't exist. Like ever? No. Uh, you've never grilled shrimp? No. Why? Have you lived? <laughs> Can we go back to the spiders thing, though? Because I, I feel shook. Okay. So you're an American. You live in right. America. Right. Have you ever declared war on someone? Okay, exactly. But this saying, I'm not here... So apparently it means that, like, I'm not here to mess about. I'm not here to fuck spiders. But why is he coming here to, like, get this stereotype in that as Australians, when we walk into a room, we have to establish with everyone else in the room that we're not going to, like, sexually harass an insect? I, it's we're not here. We're not here to. We're not here to fuck spiders. We're not grilling shrimp. We're just here to make content, all right? So just chill out. All right, let's bring up our first guest to uh, talk about the trailer from the Blue Harvest podcast. Big round of applause for your buddy and mine. It's Horse Burkhart. <laughs> 
From the Imperial Senate podcast, it's Chicago's own Claire Stripling. From the shadows of the internet, it's makingstarwars.net's Jason Ward. And if we've got the Joker, we've got to get his Batman from Entertainment Weekly, it's Anthony Bresnikan. So what's the Star Wars equivalent? I'm not here to fuck Bomar monks. Yes. <laughs> Ask Emily Lind about that. Ooh, this is like this is the ride at the uh, Rise of the Resistance. This is exactly. <laughs> we're doing it. Exactly what happens. It's opening in bed. You finally got to ride it, Anthony. Yeah. It's Jason scooting around on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, let's start off with you. All right. I would like to hear your retcons, how you were perfectly right about all your predictions. <laughs> you know what? This time it's funny because I, I sat on so much stuff because I couldn't get extra verifications. So it was different this time, and that it, now I'm ready to go. Dude, that's the equivalent of my dad could beat up your dad, but he's away in the army fighting <laughs> spacemen. Yeah, a little bit. So, what what were you sitting on that uh, that when you saw the trailer, you were like, what 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 raised your eyebrows above your sunglasses? Well, <laughs> because when they went out there and they filmed in Jordan, um, Adam Driver wasn't there for the whole thing how how he was going to initially be and so it made it like a little bit more complicated to figure out was the Adam Driver appearance in Jordan a ruse Ooh. because you know he, he kind of takes off he does the, a Vanity Fair shoot there and then leaves and he was done really quickly and it kind of didn't make sense so I started and then there were like rumors that he was like I don't want to put up with this I'll do this stuff at Pinewood and so so I don't, I don't know if that's if that's 100% accurate, but it made me go, what if they were doing a thing where they had Adam Driver out there and, you know, in Jordan just to, just to hide the, the fact that uh, what they were actually doing. But then we saw the uh, crash TIE fighter photo and then it was in the, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that, I'm sorry. But <laughs> so, well, the, the, you do see other ships, so I don't, I'm not saying which TIE fighter it was, all right? I thought you were just reflecting back to The Force Awakens. Right. Yeah, okay, good. Pause it at this out later. <laughs> I'm not here to fuck spiders. I can see a spider up there very relieved. He's, uh... I got you. <laughs> uh, Claire, well, where were you when you watched the trailer, buddy? Uh, so I was... Well, the only panel I've gotten into is not actually a panel at all. I got into the Overfull for Phantom Menace. So I was at the Star Wars show stage, and I was, um, well, I like to tell people I get a little emotional, like, at everything. Not just Star Wars, at everything. And then Star Wars is a whole other level. So I was full on, like, ugly crying, sobbing, wiping away snot and tears, and, like, having strangers ask me if I was okay at the Star Wars show stage. Which was good, which was good, but I also felt bad because people were genuinely concerned that I wasn't going to be okay. But um, I made it, guys. We're good. You're just like, I just get emotional around the miracle of live streaming. I really do. I definitely do. Looking at little, little Kylo Ren's and little BB-8's and things around me, it gets me emotional. Oh my god, speaking of emotional and Kylo Ren, did anyone see, I retweeted this today, someone got a photo of their very young child, like under two, 
cosplaying as Kylo Ren with like the scars with Hayden Christensen. Oh I my! I accidentally told you about just now about how I cried everything. Yep, somebody showed me that photo and I cried. <laughs> Bresnikan, where were you, Bresnikan, during the panel? I was in the hall. I was in the. I was in the in the in the panel. You weren't in the watching little, the panel. You weren't in the little press section. I was looking for. I was very upset. He was inside the screen. <laughs> Living in the trailer. I'm like Drax. I just sit perfectly still, and you miss me. <laughs> I don't even see that I'm there. Because I um I I, I was sitting with uh, with Chris and. I was like, where's, where's, where's Anthony? Where's Bresnikin? Where's he at? I was in the middle of that big auditorium. So I, had, I, was, I, I was coming up with Bresnikin fan theories. Oh. And I was like, well, JJ's back. So Bresnikin's no. going to be hosting the panel. No. So I was like so excited. I was like, yes, Bresnikin, back in the spotlight. And um, when they introduced the, the host, like, and I'm like, it's going to be Anthony Bresnikin. It's going to be Anthony Bresnikin. And they said, Stephen. And I was like, this is... Fucked. And then they went Colbert, and I'm like, Bresney who? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, you know, Star Wars has really taken off since I helped give it that nice push. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. So what you're saying no, is, see, your Brez theory sucked. <laughs> see, here's the thing is... Oh, shut up. The fact that I did that a couple of years ago is a huge mistake. Like, I shouldn't, I'm not famous enough to do that sort of thing. I don't know why they asked me, but they did. So uh, I'm really glad about that. But now it's, you know, you get Josh Gad or Stephen Colbert. I think they did a great job. Or Gwendolyn Christie. You know, maybe I'll get up to, you know, did somebody groan about Gwendolyn Christie? <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I thought, uh, I thought it was interesting because Stephen seemed to get a little frustrated, didn't he? That they weren't answering his questions. Yeah, I thought he was just having a, a playful volley. Maybe. Hmm. Isn't that stuff all like scripted out beforehand? Well, isn't like smoke and mirrors? Not smoke and mirrors, but what you want to do is you do want to like talk about it beforehand, right. so that you can figure out like you don't want to sit up there in front of a thousand people and who knows how many watching online hitting a bunch of dead ends. Right. So you know when I did it, part of my job was uh, to to be like the fan advocate. Right, so you have the the Disney people and the Lucasfilm people and the filmmakers who have their all have their own agendas about how to present or protect the the secrets of the film. We all know about Lucasfilm's agenda, Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my job was to say, well, I think you know this is what fans want to know, and it sounds weird to say it now because it's it was so long ago. But at that time, before the Chewie were home trailer, before that panel, nobody really knew for sure except probably Jason, whether, uh, <laughs> whether like John Boyega's character Finn was a stormtrooper or was, uh, we didn't even know the word resistance at that point, uh, whether he was a, a, re a rebel in disguise or an actual stormtrooper. So it was like, no, people are actually confused about that. Maybe we could clarify that. And then we did. So you want to kind of, it's not like, uh, you don't want to do like where the studio just hands you questions because their questions are, sometimes there's a good one in there, but usually it's like, what was it like auditioning for this film? And the answer is, just like auditioning for literally any fucking thing else. <laughs> and they were there to super fuck some spiders. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, 
you want to just like throw out the questions, figure out where, how far they're willing to go, and then let, all right, let's talk about that because here's why it's interesting. Sometimes they have to be sold on why they should talk about something. And unless you have that conversation, you run into a lot of like, I don't know what to say. JJ, what should I say? Yeah. And uh, we, we didn't have quite that problem because we all sat around the night before, uh, me and, uh, and JJ and Kathy Kennedy and all the new actors, Oscar and Daisy, and uh, John, and, uh, and then all of the veteran actors, uh, Anthony Daniels, and Carrie Fisher. I, and I'd prefer it if you just referred everyone by their first name. It's yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and Mark, and Peter Mayhew, and we, um, and we all just sort of talked through with a bunch of like the people from the studio what we should ask, what we should talk about, and, uh, and, uh, and then we kind of mapped it out from there. Did Anthony Daniels say we should talk about him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Initially, they were just going to come out and wave. And I said, we should have them talk and I really push for that. Oh, my God. Because at D23 that year, that's all they did. They did come out and wave. So they needed Bresnik in there to go. No, yeah, no, you're actually. welcome. See, I told you, I, I, if you wouldn't even have Star Wars if it wasn't for me. <laughs> you owe me, Bobby. That's a joke. <laughs> because uh, somebody will write that on the internet and it'll be like, I think he really meant that. Oh, yeah. That won't be the first time that someone says something tonight and then has to preface... That's a joke. That's, I, gave um, a, I have a six-year-old son. That was a joke. Um, I have a six-year-old son who's learning about comedy, so he'll say something s weird or stupid, and he'll go, that was a joke. So I'll just say that whenever I say something that I don't really hey, mean. Hey, just out of interest, had, did you watch the trailer the night? Like, did you watch the trailer before the panel? When I moderated? Yeah. Yeah. So after we did that little, like, sit around, let's... Let's discuss what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Everybody started to go their own way, and I was going to go back to the hotel and get some rest. And, uh, and uh, Kathy Kennedy was like, hey, we're going to get dinner. Do you want to come? And I was like, nah. <laughs> no, I did. So I went and joined them, and I'm sitting around, and my wife hadn't heard from me for a while. And she called. She's like, are you okay? You're not too stressed out, are you? I was like, no, I'm having, I'm like, I'm having dinner with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> It's the most amazing thing. So we sat around this table and uh, at uh, the California Grand Californian Hotel, and they uh, and the the actors hadn't seen the trailer yet. They had it on a laptop, I think that wasn't connected to the internet, so nobody could hack it. And uh, they had a, it was a, just a laptop like that with a big pair of earphones, and they passed it around from person to person. So Kathy and JJ had seen it, so they didn't watch, but then it passed to Carrie. And it went to uh, Peter and his assistant who was there and gradually made its way around to me. And, and, and you, would, you wouldn't, nobody would see what was on the screen. And you couldn't hear it. You would just read the person's face, right? <gasps> like their reaction. And then it, it came to me. And I realized this was like, it was like watching a bong get passed <laughs> around at a, at a party. Yeah. And then everybody took a hit. <laughs> so that was when I watched it. That analogy hit a little too hard <laughs> for some people in the room. Oh, yeah, it's not a mountain. It's a Star Destroyer, man. Hey, um, so when you were passing around the laptop, um, did you recognize Jason hiding in that bin? <laughs> <laughs> no. The waiter with the uh, sunglasses. <laughs> uh, Where'd he come from? That's not the guy who was here before. Well, at least nobody notices you. <laughs> Claire, what, what was your highlight of the whole thing? Um, oh, that's really hard. Um, I think probably the highlight of the trailer for me oh, 
Well, my my dad really loves Emperor Palpatine, and like he always does the like as a joke. He loves Return of the Jedi. Yeah, what? buddy. Um, he's got good taste, and he he would jokingly do like the zapping the the Force lightning thing to us when it would happen when we were kids. And so. Do you want us to report him to someone? No. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm okay. I got through it. We're all good. Debatable. Um, I mean, you're right, but... Um, so, after the trailer finished, I had the, that was probably the moment, especially during the panel, having, the, <laughs> having Ian come out and just be like, roll it again. <laughs> and my voice is already going, so it's not... It's, I can't do my emperor today. It's normally perfect, but I'm sorry. Um, but to hear that and see him do the pseudo mic drop... I immediately went, oh my god, dad. Like, like you're not, like you're a casual Star Wars fan, you don't understand exactly how big this event is, but dad, you need to watch this. So it was really, um, I think that was probably the biggest moment for me, was, was hearing the laugh and just being like, what the hell is going on? I don't know. Um, so that was probably it. it. It's taken me like 24 hours just to, like people are like, oh, what did you think of the laugh? And when Ian McT- I was just like, this is not, I will wake up from this soon. Like, it, it, it's so jar. I, I'd heard the rumor that there was going to be that the Emperor laugh at the end of the trailer. And I was just like, internet. <laughs> what do you know? Like, yeah. Um, I, um, it, it, it opened with that, that Ray scene. And as listeners of this podcast know, my, my favorite scene in Star Wars is the Sarlacc pit. And... I don't want to set ex- expectations too high for this scene, but the Jedi who is like, we've seen their trials, we've seen them like, like sort of try to learn about the Force and their struggles, and then in the final film of the trilogy, they can hold their own and they're there to kick ass and they know everything that... Like, they know what to do. Like, that's what I love about the Sarlacc pit is, like, Luke's gone back to his hometown and he's like, I'm here to, like, clean shit up. I know stuff now. I am fully confident. Everyone, do not sweat it. I have got a forward flip that's going to destroy this. And then you've got the same thing with the the young Jedi that's evolved into this, like, fully-fledged Jedi. We're seeing them a few years later. They're back out into the desert and they're about to do another flip. It's all connected, you guys. I'm not sure if anyone's pointed this out, but Star Wars, it's poetry. It it all rhymes. The way she was so confident as a TIE fighter, like she didn't even like look around and go, oh my God, we've never even seen this TIE fighter before. This is a new type of TIE fighter. She didn't care. She was just like looking back and then looking the other way and she just knew exactly what to do. She knew exactly when to run. She knew exactly when to flip. Like that to me is like, it it could, I don't want to put it out there, but I think it could be the ignite the blue moment, you guys. And I have got very high hopes. Uh, Hawes, what do you think about that one? That's my favorite part of the trailer. Like, it's hard to beat that. And it takes up such a big chunk of the trailer because it is so cool. And I think you may be right. I think that's going to be the when we see the Blue Saber, like, make its re-debut, I guess. But the other thing is I can't get out of my head that she's going to flip, 
cut it open. But then I, I then I fan edit in like that pod racer in the Phantom Menace that like loses everything and just skids across the ground. <laughs> and so I'm picturing like Kylo Ren doing that. But they sold out at Celebration, but our Chicago Sports Reference T-shirt and hoodies are back in stock at MerchoStore.com. And this time we've done a premium run on champion hoods and jerseys. And we haven't forgotten your legs as this run includes champion basketball shorts and champion reverse weave sweatpants. The highest quality and so comfortable. Check it all out at MerchoStore.com. I'm just beyond enchanted with that scene. What, what about you, Jace? I think the Death Star graveyard was just visually really rad. Am I supposed to be saying? Am I supposed to be talking about my favorite part? Or oh no, 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 no! I just want to know, like, what Death Star, what planet? Yeah, well, I tried to work that out, right? It could like literally be anywhere, because it's like 35 years later. So it could have been flying across like space for like 17 years, and then it just hit some planet. It can't be that. Boy, if it if it was if it was indoor, like they would all be dead at the end of Return of the Jedi. But like, oh look, it's my dad, and he's young. Ah. Oh, that's what I'm worried about. I'm yeah. worried. I'm worried. Like, because I, I was like, oh, that's a Death Star two. They're going there for some Palpatine reason, and it's crashed into Endor, and that bit's like destroyed. And so I'm worried. I'm like, what about Pablo? What right. about what about like what about Wicket? What about like Low Gray? What about that little Ewok that got patted on the head? Mm-hmm. Like he's grown up now and he's living in this desolate wasteland. He's like like Mad Max Ewok. It's like don't you make like, me think like about spraying that now? Air, they're spraying aerosol in their faces. It's <laughs> I, I want the uh, the scene where that that Death Star comes down on Endor, and I want that little guy Teak from the Ewok Adventure just running really fast from it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like there was a, some sort of a analysis done by some physicists a few years ago. Do you guys remember reading this story where they were like, they were like, this is what would have happened to Endor like three weeks after that Death Star explodes when it gets pulled into the gravity and, uh, and rains hellfire down on the Ewok civilization, that they would just be incinerated by the constant uh, storms of molten metal. Get the hell out of here, scientists. Crashing down upon them. (laughs) Hey, scientists, how about you go fuck a spider? (laughs) Get the hell out of here. I think they were protected by low-grade magic. (laughs) That, that, That thing you're talking about, though, Anthony, was one of... It's... Or a version of it is being on the internet forever. I feel like it's like one of the first things I read on the internet. And I was just like, you are milking the fun out of Star Wars. Like, it's... Endor's fine. Lando clapped. And then he bailed. And now they're all living happily. Can I read just something to you? So the headline on the story is, how the, how the Star Wars Death Star wiped out the Ewoks after all. And there's a quote here that says... The Ewoks are dead, all of them, said Dave Minton, a researcher at Purdue University. (laughs) Minton, who studies impacts and planetary formation, is well-versed in the mechanics of collisions in space and the damage they can do. And he set forth this bold claim in a paper submitted to uh, Tech Insider. There's little doubt in my mind that a significant amount of the structure ended up on the surface of Endor. Right probably in a spectacular fashion. And that spectacular fashion involves a lot of burning Ewok fur. Do you want to... Thanks for the bummer, buddy. (laughs) It's celebration. Yeah. 
speaking of they, but, you can, but you can eat it in a taco chalupa at, uh, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted Ewok meat. <laughs> I actually kind of want to bring up something that um, the flavor reminds me of toasted Ewok fur. Um, for those of you who do not know, this is my public service announcement. Hey, I am a Chicago native. There's a certain thing that I have suggested to people. There's a thing called Malort. Uh, Malort is a Chicago classic. It's trash juice. Get out. You shut. Shut your mouth. I can't even finish this. Malort is a liqueur created during Prohibition time. Don't you look at me, Pappas. I'm looking at you. Um, it's created by a man from Chicago that has no taste buds. No functioning taste buds, because he smoked constantly. And um, I just happen um, to have a flask of Malort in my purse. It is a trap. (laughs) And you can only find it in the city of Chicago. Southern Illinois, you can't even buy it. And I think that maybe some people should take a swig of Malort because it does taste like burning Ewok fur. All right. Anthony Bresnikan. Are you offering? I'm absolutely... That's why... uh, That's why I'm here, man. The man that saved Star Wars. Should I I smell it first? Don't. I I wouldn't recommend it. You... This is brewed by whom? By a blind man, you said? Or no taste buds? What was it? It's a... uh, It's by the... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's good. What's wrong with it? <laughs> it's bitter. It has a bitter taste. I'm from Alabama, and I we have this thing called meth. So I figured maybe we should have a little and really get this party going. It's very bitter. I am so but it's, proud of you. It's fine. Does it have a high alcohol content? No, that's the worst part. You oh, can't even yeah. get dr- it's like 70 proof. Hey, w- so what's it called? I wouldn't have drank Malort. it if you told me that. Malort? It's called Malort. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is kind of Vegemite y. Take that back. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the Malort speaking, but... What, what are the ingredients? I could fuck a spider about now. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> fuck, no. Never again. Oh, my God. That shit is gross, y'all. Wow. Right. I tried to warn you. Welcome to Chicago. I'm coming for all of you. Okay. That's the Chicago way. Also, I'm sorry. <laughs> was I supposed to react badly to it? Like You were. I, actually, I think my favorite reaction so yeah. far has been a rush. After the Ewok thing and him being like, oh, that's pretty good. My opinion has changed on Anthony Bresnikan. <laughs> we bonded at the solo thing, and I don't know, man. We're enemies. Is this the real Anthony Bresnikan? <laughs> it just keeps tasting worse as time goes yeah. on. That's the best part. It the aftertaste well, keeps getting worse. Things, I'm not going to say it's like it tastes good, but it doesn't, it's not like, I've tasted worse. It tastes like a penny. <laughs> the Brez drinking that that way, like, you've seen some shit, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Definitely had a, so, um, had a fragrance. 
My bad. One scene that was quite fascinating in the trailer, you guys, was Kylo Ren getting his arts and crafts on and gluing the helmet back together with his little space glue. Which is, uh, Jason, I, I do have to credit you on that one. Yeah. I, I, I did hear you talk about that. Um, can you tell me more about the scene? Does yeah. it include a bit where he accidentally, like, glues his finger to the helmet or to a, a fan? He's just like... It's honestly weirder than that. Really? Yeah, he has buddies with him. He has buddies with him watching. And they're, they're like, dancing around, like... Ooh, spooky dances. Are you serious? I swear to God. They're the Knights of Ren. They like the spooky dance. The, you could, you, and and you could see, if you look at the frame enough, you could see. They're there. Really? I, I swear. Okay. Okay. They're spooky, they're spooky dancing. Have you, ever tried to, uh, have you ever tried to glue a Star Wars toy back together, horse? Yes. <laughs> Never works. Do you think kids are going to like get that Darth Vader Hasbro helmet and smash it and then glue Wait. it back together Wait, and that's their like little Christmas tree? You, you guys had to glue your Star Wars toys? I had to glue Transformers because those things break in an instant. But like Transformer or Star Wars toys are pretty durable, you know? They're practically rubber, those action figures. Not when you freeze Han Solo in a cup like he is oh, really? uh, Carbonite and then you have to break him against the concrete to get him out because you're too impatient to let it melt. Oh, dude. I did that every I Saturday. I, I, I froze Han Solo I and I said it to someone one time and they looked like I thought it was like in my idiot Star Wars fan head. I thought it was like you had to do that. Like, how could you not every Saturday freeze Han Solo in the fridge and then See, like watch him melt over I, Saturday afternoon? I guess some people are just more devoted to the actual canon of those stories because I never froze my Han Solo. I cast him in mud. I would make like a little mud paste and then freeze him in that because to me, carbonite wasn't ice. It was like a, okay. like a crust. If we're, if we're going there, I cut the bottom off of a, like, like a, a dish soap, like a Dove bottle, you know, and had like a little tub. And then I filled it up with plaster of Paris. And then I put my Han Solo in All right, it. See. And before he could finish, I pulled him out. And then um, I would um, take a candle and I would fill it with wax and turn it into a creepy ass on solo that was frozen in there that was like the you were part. bootlegging i was wow. I, the arts and crafts I'm yeah jason girl, ward i'm a girl so people don't buy me star wars toys when i was a little kid i had mm -hmm. to borrow someone else's toys so i did none of this you guys are abusive to your little star wars action figures so what, what i love most about that story is you were making star wars right hey. he's back uh, <laughs> it's just like when you entertain me weekly, Anthony. <laughs> I, I can't do it for Blue Harvest. So. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. What are you going to do? Um, it was called Green Harvest, maybe. Have you given your highlight yet, horse, of the trailer? <laughs> it's all right. What, what about you, Rashad? What's your highlight? I, too, really like the Ray scene. I... If that was the only thing they showed us, I'd have been perfectly happy, to be honest. But the Death Star reveal was that was that was wicked. All right. Obviously I, the Empire. I I want to I want to do an, a, a poll of the audience. I, I will read out each scene, and I want to gauge your enthusiasm for the scene. So by round of applause. 
the Ray Kylo scene. The scene where some random ship flies some random place. <laughs> Kylo Ren stabbing someone in a fire. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Forest. Someone. That, that looked like a night of Ren to me. Anybody else See, thinking that? What, what's, what's confusing is that there's resistance guys with those dopey hats, too. I guess, but he looked like he had some sort of lawnmower blade turned into a, a weapon. So yeah, I thought, sling blade. Mm. Oh, some people, well, some people call it a sling blade. All right, what? So that's not... <laughs> Anthony, Anthony. So that's not Kylo Ren in the, the forest? No, I think that's Kylo Ren, but it looks like he's taken out a Knight of Ren, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. What it you looks like it to me, but it could be. You're right. It could be. Well, like there's some sort of there, farmer. No, there there are <laughs> there are like indoor rebel soldiers almost, but they have like those. I don't know what you call it. Like those like. Is he like out like, a, mud, a mud trooper on Mimbin? No, you know, like <laughs> like like in, in uh, like Mortal Kombat, that hat that like Raiden has or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, they're like I don't know, like rice paddy hats kind of thing. And so like like the some of the resistance soldiers have that. And so when I see it, I'm like, is that what I'm looking at? Or am I looking at an Night of Rain? I'm not sure, honestly. You know that, that moment with that ship, that, that random ship you said? Mm-hmm. I keep getting DMs from people saying that it's the ship that drops Ray off. I have I have. And I haven't got to, like, investigate it. Do, have you? Have, have you got to do a side-by-side to see if no. that's what it is? No. Me either. The back, I've been to drone. The back ends of the ships do look similar. Yeah. Uh, okay, so continuing our clap, the Kylo Ren craft segment no one liked that one oh, come on it's art <laughs> what about the uh, the Lando hitting hyperspace <laughs> somebody posted a, a gif and it was uh, in solo does 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 uh, is, there a, is this a line? I couldn't tell whether this was created. I couldn't remember and haven't checked. But does, uh, does Solo say you can have the ship back over my dead body? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and they had, the, they had that exchange, and then it was a picture of Billy D. Williams laughing his ass off behind, behind, the, yoke, behind the yoke of the uh, Millennium Falcon. By the way, it's not a wheel. I, I made this mistake once in an interview with Harrison Ford. We were at his airplane hangar, and I was profiling. Oh, profile my God. What? My friend, my friend Harry. Dude. <laughs> you, you just name dropped, and then you just location dropped. Location dropped. So we're sitting in there, but the, the, the hangar is important because uh, I was talking to him. You know how he is. He's like, yeah, it's just, it's just space. There's nothing there. 
you know, but you've seen him, but you've seen him, you know, like, he's never going to geek out with you about Star Wars. He's always like, you know, when, when Oscar Isaac said, well, you know, what's it like? What, any advice for how I should fly in space? And he's like, it's all made up. It's just space. <laughs> But we're, I was like, so, you know, in the, tra- in the trailer, we see Ray piloting the Millennium Falcon. What's it like to, uh, to see somebody else behind the wheel of the Falcon? And he was like, no, no. He got, suddenly he gets all, like, super geeky, right? He's like, wheel? It's not a, it's not a wheel. It's, yeah, Millennium Falcon has a yoke. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you ever, ever judge someone for geeking out on Star Wars if, it's, if you're going to give so me what did he say hell about a wheel. What did he say it was? A yoke. A yoke. Yeah. Airplanes don't have wheels. They have yokes. You know, yoked, like Billy uh, D's been getting these past couple months. Okay. <laughs> so he gets upset when you so he gets upset when you call like a, a, a yoke. He gets upset it's when you very call specific. A, he gets upset when you call a yoke a wheel. No, when you call yeah, exactly. Okay. And when you call his medicine a drug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you ever um when he was in the hangar, was he was he pretty relaxed? <laughs> it was early in the morning, so I don't know. Definitely then. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about uh, the, the Yarvin Medal, Jason? What, what do you know about that? What's going on there? I, I don't know. I, I think it was from TFA. I mean, I think it was, it was something that was on use from TFA. But really? Yeah, that, that's what I'm pretty sure because... The reason that I think that is because we had a ton of, of concept art and settings that had that location being Yavin originally. And so it kind of makes sense that it, they would have explored that, that there, and then it becomes Dequar later on. But we have those, you know, the, with those roots going in under the ground and stuff like that, it almost doesn't even make sense. Because when you see the surface of Dequar, there's not a bunch of trees everywhere, like coming out of the hangars and stuff. Yeah. Like, what, you know, like you, you see all the the footage in the trailer and you like try to like solve you know where's it all going on and it's not in the trailer but at the start of the panel they had that photo of the blockade runner that with all the vines it was sort of all overgrown and um that they talked about that like um scott that was on the podcast talked about that he Mm -hmm. saw at the disney shareholders meeting and so that sort of like like the metal and that makes me think that it's like Yavin 4 and that's what the Death Star like the Death Star was on Yavin 4 but then when you've got the Emperor involved that makes like Death Star 2 yeah like could they go to the Death Star 2 and and like then to Yavin like but why would you leave your medal behind on Oh, they just just have a bunch of those on Yavin they just give them out for like doing good stuff (laughs) you turn it in for a free pizza it's like a Roger's buttons (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Except Chewy. Chewy is steel. He's like, I don't want your butt. <laughs> oh, so you think Chewbacca, it wasn't like he didn't, like, they didn't give him a medal. Where are you going to pin it? Yeah, he's just like, hey, man, I just moved off Kishak. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want any more stuff. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I guess, like, just to wrap up with you guys for around the next group, what has ignited your enthusiasm about the film from the trailer like what like before you saw the trailer like you obviously you're excited about you're a star wars fan and then you see the trailer like what like new thing that you could have never imagined you're just like i want to find out more about that horse burkup it's got to be the power i i heard no rumors didn't expect it so that was a huge surprise to me 
yeah, yeah, it's got to be the Palpatine thing. Claire? It's kind of a cop-out to also say the Palpatine. That, that's, I don't even know where... I've heard 5,000 theories on what that could actually be at this point. But also, the thing that's really intrigued me is that in the trailer, we don't have everybody together pretty much at any point. But supposedly, the story is everybody is back together going on this big mission. And, and of course, in the photos, in the stills we've seen, some of the most beautiful scenery, and it's just, it's gorgeous. The cinematography looks incredible in this movie. Not that we haven't already been spoiled in that aspect, but um, I, I think my, yeah, the Palpatine thing and, and just not seeing everyone together, not having that even teased at all. I don't even know where we're going, guys, but I'm excited to go there. <laughs> what about you, Jason? You know, it's kind of weird, but like seeing C-3PO holding on to the thing in like kind of like an action moment that was just kind of like random, it just felt like very Star Wars-y, and I was just super excited to like see C-3PO kind of doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird, but it's, that's what it, that's really Don't get excited. him started on that book, though. Whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to say, like I did, I did like throw out a disc, but I, I, I did get to speak to him yesterday, and charming to the last he was he was, he was a really nice guy he gets uh you know he gets a bit of a bum rap but he was uh he was a really nice guy yeah tell that to kenny baker <laughs> what about you anthony what did you see that like sparked your imagination the thing i love most in the trailer is you hear luke say no one's ever really gone and like what a beautiful moment that was in the last jedi and i thought it was fascinating that they've taken this, these words of comfort and turn them into words of warning because as soon as he says that, it cuts to black and you hear the emperor do his laugh. You do it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> when no <one> I don't know. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. The mischievous Palpatine. Salacious lives. The salacious. They should have done salacious crow. You're right. Salacious lives. The emperor lives. Salacious freaking lives. Sorry. No, but they, rant for another day. Yeah. So they take, but they take these words of comfort and turn them into words of warning because if no one's ever really gone, well, well, shit. <laughs> that means soccer is way, not that means just think about it way more than Palpatine could be coming back Key when they say Martin. rise of, yeah. when they say rise of the rise of Skywalker you know there's all this talk is Skywalker a new term for like a type of Jedi force sensitive person what if it's Anakin Skywalker what if it's me? <laughs> what if it's Shmi I don't know what happened the, 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 like, the, the people coming back for the dead thing always annoys me. Like, I, it, it always frustrates me because I like just like, once you're dead, you're dead. But now that I think about it and anyone can come back, guys, Return of the Jedi, third act, Ewok trying to wake up oh, other Ewok. Bring him back. Undo that trauma. It's alive. <laughs> but listen... Who's to say, not necessarily back from the dead, but you guys, remember like in the 70s, there were all these like thrillers about like, what if they saved Hitler's brain? Or the boys from Brazil was all about how they had cloned Hitler and brought him back. What if they, somebody had tried to clone Darth Vader? And what if that clone has been around this whole time? That'd be cool. Its name is 
Anakin with three A's. <laughs> Anakin. Whatever. Um, excellent. Jason, what is, like, what things that you saw in the trailer that you're like, I need to, like, I need to, like, get in a trash can and find about this? Like, what, what, what new thing are you just like, I need to know? Well, it's, I mean, it goes back, it's what everyone said, it's, it's the Emperor. Yeah. It's, it's why are they going to what is probably the Emperor's graveyard? And if it is indoor, why did Kylo Ren go pick up Darth Vader's helmet and not stop by there and just pick up some stuff too? But, you know, just saying, while you're out, <laughs> you know. Collect them all. Right? Collect them all. Yeah. All right, well, please thank our first round of guests. We had Horst Burkhardt, Quest Tripling. I'm going to hang on to Anthony Bresnikan, but please thank Jason Ward. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Come over here, Anthony. Come over here. I didn't know uh, I was going to be for two segments. How special. Should we bring out some new guests? Sure. Okay. Let's welcome from Mashable, the author of How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, it's Chris Taylor. <laughs> from the Cantobite Dispatch, please welcome Emily Lind. And give it up from the Sith list, it's a rush! What's that? What's the sticker? We have too many microphones. Uh -oh. Uh oh. I switched to, uh, to Rashad this, for this round. <laughs> Alright, first up, we'll just start with um, Araj. What was your highlight? Oh man, highlight was obviously Palpatine. It was, it was unbelievable. My highlight was being next to Mike Pappas and Benjamin Ward from Silver's Underworld. And when Palpatine's laugh started, Mike Pappas literally thought he was at a rave. And he just started jumping up and down and doing this. <laughs> and then seeing the joy on Benjamin Hart's face, I just looked at both of them and I was just like in awe. So yeah, Palpatine for sure. It was okay. unbelievable. Did Mike Pappas think he's at a rave and then start trying to sell tickets to it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mike Pappas actually bought a jacket from Celebration Floor and he tried to sell it to me for like $20 more. <laughs> so he's, uh, yeah, typical Pappas. I did a, um, I did a Patreon episode with uh, Corey and Mike uh, last night, I think. God, it's, all, it's all a blur. But um, Corey sold, he got Funko, he got a set of Funkos for 100 bucks and sold them for 1000 Yeah, saw that. When Mike Pappas realized that... <laughs> Oh my God! If if you thought like raised here was emotional, right? It was out of control, out of control. Uh, Emily, what was your uh, highlight? Um, you know, like the the Death Star ruins are amazing, but for some reason, although I've always loved Lando, I wasn't. I was sort of surprised by how emotionally hit mm. I was to see him in the Falcon again, Chewie by his side, doing the Lando laugh. It was the best like Star Wars nostalgia hit for me. Yeah, it was it was a weird like meta double thing because I sort of I saw Lando in hyperspace in the Falcon like laughing. But then I also thought of Billy D. Williams just like, yes, third film, got in. <laughs> Woohoo But that laugh is 
That was that was something special. I, I am worried about Lando though, because generally Lando's seen as like a pretty smooth, fashionable guy. But how fashionable are you if you're wearing the same shit from 40 years ago? Classic. It's classic. It's classic Lando. Yeah. Okay. All it's right. It's like when fashion comes around, like those really dorky, tiny... Sorry, shouldn't say dorky. Those tiny little glasses from the 90s. You know what I mean? The small glasses that a lot of people are starting to wear again. Uh-huh. It comes back around. Okay. Chris, what was your highlight? Well, uh, I'm surprised no one's mentioned it yet, but the, the Leia, Leia hugging Ray. I mean, it's, we knew Leia was going to be in this, right? We knew that they were using old footage. My assumption was she's going to appear on a screen somewhere. She'll be giving them orders. She'll be a hologram. It'll be something where they can sort of cover up with the fact that it's, you know, saved from the cutting room floor. But they just come right out and have her hugging Ray and, and the tear dropping down Ray's face. I, I, that was the part of the trailer that stabbed me in the heart and twisted and would not let go. And you were, you were sitting next to me as, as we were watching this, and you knew that beforehand I was pretty jaded about the whole thing. But that part... Oh, my God. I, oh. was, I was getting so frustrated with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, what, was, what was... Was I too hyped up sitting next to you? I, I felt bad. You, you were pretty hyped up. No, you got me hyped up. I, I appreciated that. You, you, were, you were the hype man for Star Wars. Oh, don't, don't associate <laughs> me with the hype man of Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> Which Skywalker is rising? Anthony, who, who do you think's rising? I don't know. Like, I, I would be guessing, but uh, I think it's going to have multiple meanings. Is one of those meanings that we're going to get a uh, blue Hayden Christensen? I doubt it. Chris? I, I say yes, 100%. Take it to the bank. Hayden Christensen is going to appear in this movie. If only at, if only at the very end, you know, uh, mirroring or rhyming with Return of the Jedi. Hey, it's poetry. <laughs> He's going to be... I think we may even see Blue Ewan Ooh. McGregor. Right? Because I, th I think the, the key word that not a lot of people have analyzed from the trailer is we... Yeah, we. We. The very first thing Luke says is that we, we have prepared you. We have trained you. Who's he talking about? Who's this we? Only he so far that we know of has trained Rey. Mm. Uh, but now, now he's dead. He's off communing with the other Force ghosts. Maybe they've got a little, you know, uh, Jedi dojo in the afterlife. I, um, I'm thrilled about the title for two reasons. One is... The word Skywalker is in the title, which I'm very, very thrilled about. The other reason is I wanted a title where we didn't know what it meant. Like, I, I think, like, the, the Force Awakens is awesome. The Last Jedi, like, do you know what I mean? We debated if it was going to be Luke or Rey or, or whatever. And even, like, Return of the Jedi, people still debate if it's about, like, the Jedi in the title is Luke or Anakin or the Jedi as a whole and the rise of Skywalker is that sort of ambiguous thing where we can like ponder it for months and, and wonder and it, maybe after we see the film we still don't know what it referred to. Well let's walk through what the possibilities are. The rise of Skywalker. It could be the return of goodness to Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm. Right? It could be the Skywalker in him rising back up just as the Anakin Skywalker returns 
to emerge from within Darth Vader. Uh Could be some sort of resurrection of Vader. Could be we find out what, that, that, that Ray has some lineage or connection to the Skywalkers. Please not. Could be, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying these are possibilities. Could be this theory that, uh, although it doesn't track quite with the title, rise of, rise of, the rise of Skywalkers is not, that doesn't suggest to me a new tribe, you know? No. Well, I've a seen new order. Pe- I've seen people make the leap that it's going to mean that Jedi, like there's a new type of Jedi chorus. Yeah, I don't, that, but, doesn't, that but, doesn't track with the title with me, but yeah, that's ninja, not how you say that. But the rad thing is, is like they've made the leap and they're furious about it. Like they're like, they've like made this. They made their own leak and then they're upset about their own leak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Emily, what, what do you take it to mean? I'm not sure yet. And I, right now I really like the title and I feel like in a month, I'm going to be really sick of hearing the debate of what the title means. I really, truly hope, and I apologize to Johnny Grasso for this, if it means that Ray has blood lineage as a Skywalker, I'm going to be furious. If it means, if it is referring to Ray, which I think it could possibly be, I hope it's maybe her claiming claiming a name rather than rather than right. a bloodline why does the bloodline thing bother you so much well i just i you feel like furious i she did say furious i did i did um look you could do it would be very hard to make her a skywalker in a way that didn't have a really negative impact on whoever her parents are like like this theory that that it's leia the idea of Leia giving up her child yeah, under any bad. circumstances, I, I find really hard to figure out how they could do that in two and a half hours. I, I did like the idea that she's a, a nobody, as they say, like in this idea that other people may have a connection, that it's not uh, goodness and force sensitivity is not solely something you inherit because of your blood, that it's something you can earn. Literally, my, my first question after the trailer, and this shows you where my head cannon goes, is can force ghosts legally adopt <laughs> in the galaxy far, far away? Is there a law that says that you know, Luke can now adopt Rey yeah. as a Skywalker? Because that, that's my theory that... I'm not a ghost litigator. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that since like, The Force Awakens, I've sort of always th- thought that by the end, like... Like Luke will give her the name, or she'll take the name. Like she doesn't have a surname, but by the end, she will be not related to Skywalker's, but take on that name as sort of like a you know, like a tribute sort of thing. Like, Araj, what, what what did you make of the title? Well, before I do this, I don't want to have everybody unfollow me on Twitter, but I have I have a theory. Now, what if the rise of Skywalker means they resurrect Luke, and once they resurrect Luke, once to balance it out, it all. It resurrects Palpatine as well. The, the oh, I got some ooze. That's that's really good. That so, valid. so, what if? Yeah, exactly. What if that's how we we hear Palpatine is because unwilling, unknowingly, when you resurrect a Skywalker on the light side, the dark side also resurrects. So Ooh. that's how I am computing it. I would love to. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's maybe how it's going to go down. Okay. 
To get the full Chicago live show experience, join us at the Steel Wars Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars, as on the $3 a month content club, we will be showing in full the Too Hot For YouTube erotic fan fiction live read, penned by our buddy Emily Lind and performed by Mashable's Chris Taylor as Grand Moff Tarkin and the Rogue One podcast Johnny Grasso as director Orson Krennic, all narrated by Now This Is Podcasting's Randy Lugutichek. It is a hilarious half hour not to be missed, but strictly adult only. And as part of your $3 Content Club membership for the month, you get access to over 500 Steel Wars episodes, full-length interviews, live comedy festival shows, movie commentaries, and so much more. And it supports a continued production of fun stuff like this. If you're watching this as part of the live premiere for May the 4th, go to your Patreon page right now and you'll have the link to go to the erotic fanfiction so we can all chat along live directly after this show concludes. It is going to be hilarious. I cannot wait to see your reactions. Check it all out at patreon.com forward slash steelworks. Hey, um, so Araj and Rashad over here, both names. Yep, yes, that's us. He's got a mic. If anyone wants to uh, jump up and, uh, oh, here we go. (laughs) Please, everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's King Tom. Yeah. <laughs> now I do love like meeting people like like off the internet like on Twitter and like people come up and I'm like I'm I'm you know I'm I'm Boba Freddy and I was like oh yeah I know you guys and that's awesome that they've like you know it's like Twitter's come in real life but to be recording a podcast and then in real life King Tom walks in to ask a question <laughs> that's meta as fuck I had to I had to what do you got Tom okay I I have two questions. Shit. Of course you do. <laughs> First is for everyone. Second is just for you. Gotcha. Here's what I've been thinking. Um, <laughs> if you were to tell me three weeks ago that in this trailer we would hear or experience the presence of Palpatine, I would not have been happy with that. But in that panel, seeing that trailer, watching it again in the hotel room, I am thrilled. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I am thrilled that whatever they're doing, I trust JJ enough to do it. Am I crazy for thinking that? Hmm. Am I the only one who's had a similar experience in going from, I don't want to see that, to yes, give that to me now, because Ian McDermott going out there and saying, roll it again, (laughs) made me want to change my pants. Roll it again. (laughs) And I'm ready for it. Am I the only one who's experienced that? My second question, um, Steel, out of all the badges and pins you've received, what is your favorite? Hey, you better say the Sith list. Hi, Steel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have to say the several Canto Bite Dispatch badges. 
Death yeah. Watch. <laughs> That, that I found. That oh, well, I, I, found. Will, I will say this. Steele never received mine because he just looked at me and goes, I don't do badges, bro. I guilted him into taking mine. I tried to guilt him. He goes, no, I don't do badges, buddy. And it broke my heart. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. I am, I'm with you on the, uh, the emperor thing. Not, not so much that like now it's presented. I'm like, ooh, I'm just like into it because I'm like, please be good. Like, please, like... I just want it to be good. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board just for, I just hope the film is good and it, and it, and it makes sense. And, and I don't know, did Kathleen Kennedy say that the, the Emperor thing has been planned the whole time? Yeah, the entire time. <laughs> it's been planned the entire time for this episode. Really? Yeah. Interesting. What, what, what's this? We've got two proper journalists here, which I'm, I'm very thrilled about. <laughs> I... Um, like was was not the the narrative at the start was like we get to, like, like the the filmmakers are sort of getting to do whatever they want and take it like it was yeah it was Abrams and Kazdan saying what is going to surprise and delight us right that was their phrase that they kept returning to right what scenes do we want to see as Star Wars fans what will surprise and delight us um, but but not to, just to return to the Emperor thing not to be the designated killjoy but. We are talking about J.J. Abrams here, right? The master of misdirection. Oh. I, I want everyone to be ready for the Emperor not actually physically being in this, for it to be a, an ancient hologram, for it to be something, some way that he's projecting himself beyond his death where he's not actually physically alive. But would that be a letdown as of right now? After we hear him laughing, that would be a huge letdown. Yeah, and after him coming out on stage, it would be a huge. Yes, that's right. right. That that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but in terms of in terms of like, I don't know. I kind of feel like it'd be a it would be like a weird switcheroo. But in terms of the movie, I might actually prefer it. Huh? Like when I think about it, rather than a resurrection. Mm. I, I mean, it's sort of, you know, you have the same issue with Darth Maul, right? Is it, is it okay that he fell down that giant shaft in two pieces and then it's not okay? It's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> Came back as a spider. <laughs> and we all know we're not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> I never knew I wanted to fuck Darth Maul, but uh, I saw him down that cave and I was like, hey... Let's go. But I, I think JJ said he was very happy that it didn't leak that Ian McDermott is on set, but that could be a double misdirection, and he's happy it didn't leak, and it didn't leak because he wasn't there. I blame Jason Ward for that, by the way. Okay. How did he not have that? Okay. Nice. Is that all your answers? Is, did we answer everything there? I think so. Okay. Um, have we got one more question? All right. Nice. Who are you and where did you walk in from? My name's Daniel Miller, I'm from Broaxium. Um, and I just had one thing. You all know that Lord Moman bound his dark side essence to the mask. What if Palpatine was bound to the Death Star too when he fell down that shaft? Ooh. And we get some kind of Bane moment that Yoda experienced on Moraband, where we get a huh. somewhat force ghost of Palpatine. Do we want Force Ghost Palpatine? Or do we want Palpatine as Palpatine? I'm not saying what do we want, but what are we going to get? <laughs> I, I may be misremembering this, but I, I seem to remember someone saying that um, you can't have Sith Force Ghosts. That may have been a Lucas dictum, that 
that the Sith have not advanced to that level. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. only you know it's a very limited number. It's not even all Jedi, right? It's Qui Gon, it's Obi Wan, it's Yoda, and now it's Luke. But I mean, Momin was able to bind himself to a mask and manifest himself once again. Bane was able to show himself before Yoda. It's right. a possibility. We're getting into the Clone Wars deep cuts here. Yeah. <laughs> was, was Palpatine ever really a man? Oh, wow. You know, is it possible that he's like uh, Bazuzu from The Exorcist, this presence that's inhabiting someone? Oh, and maybe you can't just kill that because you killed the physical form. Yeah, Shave, Shave was a man. He was, but was the Emperor, that cackling, bizarre creature, sort of a, you know, he's talking about binding yourself to a mass. Well, couldn't you have, like, some sort of ancient dark side sort of entity that inhabits him or possesses him? So maybe, maybe, it, maybe that's what we're getting, is this, this spirit which isn't incinerated by being thrown down whatever that sh- shaft was. It, it does have to tie in with Snoke somehow, right? We, we do have to finally get a Snoke theory that, that works. Hey. <laughs> the more Snoke theories, the merrier, you guys. Yeah. I, um, I, I was paranoid halfway through The Last Jedi that we wouldn't get any more. And, um, oh, hey. it's, it's all going to tie together. I, I'm actually convinced. You, you want my worst possible theory? Yep. Uh, we're going to find out that Rey was a virgin birth. And that the Emperor manipulated the Force and, I'm not going to say the midichlorian word, but, you know, manipulated the Force to bring about her birth. Yeah. Make another Anakin. I don't want that to happen, and... But I... I I'm, like I, I feel like it could happen. It would tie everything together, wouldn't it? Hey, it's Episodes poetry. one through nine. Mm-hmm. Possible. I we theorize th- like this, but really the movies keep it pretty mainstream for the casual fan. So I doubt they're going to spend 40 minutes of the movie exploring this kind of mythology. <laughs> yeah. They're just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're going to hit it pretty quick. Yeah, that was always the thing with like anyone being like Ray being like like a Kenobi, like the granddaughter. It's like how do you explain the like how do you go into a fa- like Yoda appears and he gets out the family <laughs> tree and then like force and he goes, sets it on fire. Yeah, Force Ghost Mori Porvich comes in and he like declares stuff. It's no good. It's no good. I think we've uh, gone enough into the trailer, so uh, we will exit a few of our guests. Please uh, give a round of applause for Raj. Hey, still, 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 still. Hold on. Can I do one thing, one thing, one thing? I guess I promised you I would do this because I really want to do this. Can we do a cheers to how great this is and how the community of Star Wars and the fandom should be? Because this is how exactly how it should oh, that's be. That's wonderful, yeah. So cheers to Seal Saunders. Cheers to Seal Wars. Cheers to you guys, the fandom and, and Star Wars. Cheers. Woo! Let's hear it for Anthony! What's up, Al? I gotta leave too, buddy. Now, um, there's two guests left on the couch. Emily. Hi, Steele. What does this mean? I, I think it means I'm about to be hideously embarrassed. I would like you to come sit over close to me because, guys, it's time for some erotic fan fiction. 
No, you go there. You go there. Please welcome to our erotic fan fiction panel, the narrator. As always, please welcome Randy Lagutachay. I'm so sorry. Please give a round of applause to our erotic fan fiction author, Emily Lind. Playing the role of Grand Moff Tarkin will be Chris Taylor. And joining the panel, playing the role of Orson Krennic, please welcome your friend and mine, show business's own, Johnny Grasso. I love this. This is a surprise to me. Johnny motherfucking Grasso. What have you done? What have I done? Can you, um... This is a mistake. (laughs) Randy, how's your um, convention going? So far, it's been great. Nice. It's been awesome. What do you think of the trailer? I'm a huge fan. Yeah? Huge fan. Huge fan. What's what's been your highlight of the whole deal? Uh, Honestly, probably that trailer. That trailer was great. And uh, Jonathan Grasso, what's, uh, how you been going? I've been doing well, man. I, I love, absolutely love the trailer. I love that my theory that Ray is a Skywalker, the trailer helped me out a little bit. <laughs> so Crazy Town Occupation 1 just got some new people moving in, so I'm psyched about that. Nice, nice. Okay, so it is a bit of a uh, celebration uh, live podcast tradition to do the uh, erotic fan fiction and the if, if, if those haven't been following all along at the first erotic fan fiction live read we did was the LA podcast fest and we actually did find legitimate erotic fan fiction on the internet and, and did a read and in that audience Emily Lind was there. I was. It was it was glorious. And then for Celebration Orlando, she stepped up and said, I can I can out erotic fan fiction that lady. And uh, tonight you've written a special piece, a, a, a sequel, if you will. What was your inspiration? Um I mean we I probably shouldn't go into it too far. My inspiration was basically what can I do to most embarrass myself and also make Steel blush when he read it? Nice. I read it in my car and several times I went, oh. Oh. (laughs) Orson Krennic stomped down the corridors of his darling Death Star, his cape billowing behind him. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this live episode, please pod it forward. Give it a share on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you talk about Star Wars. The latest episode announcement is normally pinned to the top of the Twitter or Facebook feed. Now, if you want to see or hear the 
full night's activities in Chicago and get the erotic fan fiction live read, which is adults only and hilarious. Please consider joining the Steel Wars Patreon content club for the month. For just $3, you get instant access to either the audio or video of the fan fiction. The video is insane, along with 500 other episodes in our Patreon archives. And along with that, you'll get a couple of bonus episodes this week. I just put up a new news episode today. And it all goes to support the Steel Wars podcast. So if that is of interest and within your means, and you'd like to hear some very funny late night, adults only, Star Wars humor, check it out at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Thanks so much. And may that force be with you. <laughs> How are you feeling about the play so far? You know, I, I think it's exceeded all of my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.